When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. DJ Jazzy Jeff performs live at the Celebrez and Rosé Wine and Music Festival this Saturday at National Harbor. We spoke about his successful hip-hop career, winning Grammys for Parents Just Don't Understand in Summertime, before starring in TV's The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and even his reaction to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars. Hey, DJ Jazzy Jeff, thanks so much for joining us again on WTOP. How are you? We're doing all right. We caught up with you back in, uh, I think we spoke just a couple months ago, like back in uh, when you when you came and did this same thing uh, on Labor Day weekend. Yes. Uh, but yes. now we're doing it again. It's going to be at National Harbor on June 11th. It's called the Celebres in Rose. Uh, <laughs> remind our listeners what this is. Little wine, a lot of music. Well, yeah, it's it's a, a wine festival, a rosé festival. Um, but... Everybody wears pink and white, and it's a dress-up affair. It's always in a beautiful location. It has a, a great talent, and people have a good time. You know, when I did it last year, it was the first one that I did, and it was amazing just looking at a sea of people just enjoying themselves. Yeah, I think they've done it three three years, but last year was your was your first time. You yes, see. yes, awesome. So, who's going to be on stage with you this time? It's a it's a pretty star studded lineup. Oh man, um, Robin Thicke, um, uh, and Tamia. So I'm I'm super excited. I'm super excited to um, to see them. It's always a great lineup, and you know my job is you know in between watching these amazing acts to make everybody have a good time. So throw your glass in the air and. And and let's go. <laughs> so Robin Thicke do a little blurred lines. You'll play yes. your hits. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be fun. Now, do our listeners need to know anything? You said throw the glass in the air, but what else should they do? Just what what do they need to know? Just dress comfortably, be prepared to party. <laughs> Just comfortably, and you have to make sure that you have pink and white on. Oh, you got to wear pink and white. Well, you don't want to come without wearing pink and white. Let's just say that. <laughs> like you don't want to be the odd uh, the odd man out. Right, you'll stick out like a sore thumb. If yes. You right. So you don't have to, but it's like not wearing green on St. Patrick's Day. You, there you go. There you, there you go. go. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, very, very cool. Now, in, in case our listeners, they might have missed the, the last conversation. It, it, if You can go check it out in our archives if you, if you want to find it, folks. But uh, let, remind them, uh, you know, you, you that beautiful studio you're at now, is it's somewhere like along the Philly-Delaware border or something. You yes. live somewhere around there, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Because you bo you're born and raised in, in Philly. Um, take me back to you know the the early days. You know what you grew up listening to. Uh, how you discovered hip hop? I guess I guess it was block parties back then. Yeah, you know. But growing up in Philly, you're you're growing up in the home of gambling huff, which is yeah. you know like growing up in Detroit with Motown. Sure. So you know we always had great music from a lot of the people in the city. You know, so we come from a really good lineage of 
you know, when, when it's, when it's around you, you can't help but to feed off of that same kind of energy. Um, so yeah, it, it's, you know, it's definitely been beautiful. You know, Will and I, you know, have had a long career of music and television and just, you know, but, the, but the roots all started in Philly. Absolutely. And remind us the that exact the, the moment that, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, it would become a, a famous duo. Uh, but rem- remind us how you met Will the first time. Wasn't it wasn't it like a, it was a happenstance, like you got a call was, to do yeah. a party next door to his house or something? Yeah. And and w- I got the call and I had another rapper that used to travel with me and I picked up the phone and I called and he never answered the phone. So <laughs> my life would be greatly different if he would have answered the phone. But because he didn't, you know, Will was Will was at the party. He asked, you know, where my, my MC was. I said I couldn't get in touch with him. Will said, hey, you mind if I fill in? And he's been filling in for 38 years. <laughs> yeah, long relationship. The yeah. very the very first uh, Grammy what you guys did was Parents Just Don't Understand. Yeah. Uh, was it, that, that was, didn't you say that was inspired by your mom? Like you went to the grocery store? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you get to a point that you kind of think that, you're bigger than you are. And um, my mom was like, listen, I need you to go to the grocery store and get me some milk and eggs. And I was like, mom, you know, we, <laughs> we just came from doing this show for 20,000 people. And she said, and I need some milk and eggs. <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> no, no. But you know what? Your parents aren't supposed to care. You will always be, right. you know, their child. So I looked at Will and said, parents just don't understand. And it was like, hey, that's a good one. <laughs> the rest was history. The, the the light bulb went off for sure. Yeah. You you followed up with with uh, summertime and uh, why why do you think that one works so well? I mean, it's still played at barbecues today. I mean, this summer I'm sure it'll be playing <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um. You know, it was because it was written from a a point of truth. You know, Will was his first year on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and he was actually missing growing up in Philly because we have the seasons, you know, people know, you know, fall, winter gets cold and dark, spring comes and everybody's optimistic. Soon as it starts to get warm, people bring out the cars and wax the car and you go cruising and him being in LA and it's pretty much 90 degrees all of the time. He didn't one level that <laughs> season change. And he called one day and was asking, and we were just kind of talking like, oh man, well, Sussex has got a new car and you know, you should have seen Sussex and it really inspired him. Like, you know, I want to write about the nostalgia that people have, you know, especially on the East Coast growing up, coming from spring into summer. Yeah, here in the Mid-Atlantic, man. I, I can see why you stayed around here because yes. we, we yes. love this, the, all the four seasons. Around. Yes, yes. <laughs> Colors change four times a year. Exactly, exactly. I'm I'm a fall fall leaves changing kind of guy. I'm with you. I am with you. <laughs> but summertime's a great song. Uh, well, very cool. Well, you just mentioned that he was out there that shooting the first season of of uh, the Fresh Prince, and of course you would um you would take part in that show yourself. Uh, before we get to the acting side of playing jazz, tell me about writing the TV theme because uh that you you basically sort of wrote it as a as a demo, right? And it wound up yeah, becoming yeah. the song. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought I thought we were making a filler. Like I really thought that this was gonna be a thing that, um, you like know, they were gonna use until they figured out what the real theme song was. Yeah. And we did it and I mixed it and that's the same thing that plays on television today. That it never that changed. Trips me out. Never changed. Never changed. That was- <laughs> never changed. 
Now, so Will wrote those lyrics, and you wrote you wrote the music, or did you write? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's so. That's so crazy. And, and basically, you're just. I mean, it makes sense. You're writing about you know your your life, growing yeah. up and born and raised Absolutely. Philadelphia. Um. Uh, well, cool. And then in terms of playing the role of jazz, um, I'm sure you know you got in it. You got into this whole thing from the hip hop side, and then writing the theme TV theme. But you didn't think you'd ever be playing. No playing the role but no, how, how did that how did that actually happen were they just like hey you know what why don't, why don't you try this and, and it worked yeah you know um i think you know they they noticed will from the parents just don't understand video mm -hmm. um and i was in the video too so they were kind of like you know what you guys played in a video so well together do you think he would be interested so will called and asked me and i was like no and he called back and he was just like listen you know, um, I know this isn't what you want to do, but you know, I got an idea. Why don't you do three? If you do one and you love it, you got two more to look forward to. If you do one and you hate it, you got, you only have two left to do. And he's really convincing. So I was kind of like, you know what, since you put it like that, okay. And I didn't realize it was going to end up being five, six years. Wow. Well, we fans are glad that that ended up being. Oh, me too. Me <laughs> too. Now, now I'm sure you might still have uh, the bruises to show though, because every time Uncle Phil would throw you out the window, I I always thought it was like a dummy they threw out, but I believe I it, wish was, it, was. it was the it was the real like you had to go limp and fly out, right? Yes. Yes, and that <laughs> was extremely painful. Um, you know, and it really got to a point that I was kind of like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. That's why they kept using the stock shot. And then that became funny because whenever you saw me walk in with that shirt, everyone kind of understood what it was. So, so it had to be that same shirt that they'd already pre-recorded you getting thrown out because yes. they knew that it had to cut. Were there any times where it cut to and you're in a different shirt? <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, but I've recorded me getting thrown out in multiple outfits. Right. And that was the day that I was like, I'm not doing this anymore because <laughs> I was black and blue. So, oh my god! Like, if, you, if you can't find that outfit, then you go into that one or. You gonna get a you gonna get a dummy, <laughs> a, a rapper, a, a, a actor, and a stuntman. Wait, did, was Listen. there a mattress or a pad or anything? Or oh, just... oh, absolutely. Oh, it was okay. a, it was a pad, but it wasn't as cushy as it could have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the people that are like, ah, oh, you're hitting a wrestling ring. How bad can it hurt? Yes. It hurts. <laughs> yes. yes. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, do, do you have a favorite episode? Was it when you got married or I mean, there's a lot yeah, of big moments, but I think it was the one when I got married just because that was the most lines that I had. Um, and, you know, and that show was predominantly, you know, me. So that was that was that was a lot of fun. It was challenging, but it was fun. Yeah, and I know we lost uh, Avery, uh, the guy that played Uncle Phil. Uh, just memories, rest in peace, and just memories, uh, you know, uh, memories of him uh, and the fact that we've lost him. He's way too young. Oh, man, you know, James Avery is the guy who made me understand the a value of vacationing. Um, oh, okay. He was, oh, man, you know, because it's funny, you know, growing up in the inner city in Philadelphia, we vacationed where we could. So I was never trained on going somewhere and just completely relaxing, going off the grid, unwinding, mm. taking a drive across the country. And he was such an avid jazz listener um, and he would travel and he really started telling me, like, I remember I was like, hey, I'm about to take my very first real vacation. Where should I go? And he was like, yeah. you know, go to Cancun. Cancun had some of the prettiest beaches and some of the best seafood. And I went and I had a ball. So I would continuously go to him 
and ask him like, you know, where should I go next? Oh man, you've been to Hawaii? No, you know what, well, you should leave here and go to Hawaii and go to the, the different islands. So I really appreciated the insight that he just gave me, you know, as far as expanding your horizon when it comes to traveling. Your personal travel agent, but, but yeah. more importantly, the idea of work-life balance, you know, he taught yeah. you that you need yeah. to take a break every now and then. Wow. Well, um, I, you know, I, I always admired, you know, after the Fresh Prince, of course, of course, Will went on to become blockbuster mm. movie star, Independence Day, Men in Black, Bad Boys, after the whole nine. But uh, you, you decided you were going to take a bit more of a behind the scenes role, right? Like, uh, is there a reason that, you, you know, you, you decided you know, I'm going to go I'm going to still produce Big Willie style with him and everything, but, but I'm going to maybe not be the public face of it anymore. Um, because, you know, one, one of my roles in DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince was the producer. Right. Um, and I wanted to get into producing other people. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of times it's hard when you're managing your own career and you're managing a side career. Right. And, you know, we had been DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, you know, traveling and doing all the rest of that for 10 years. So it was kind of like, Hey, I'm out. The only role that changed was my name wasn't on the album cover. You know, I still produced and whenever he had shows, I still did. Um, but I just didn't want that contractual obligation because there was a bunch of other stuff that I wanted to do. Right. Right. Well, yeah, you've done a ton. You produced a ton of people, a touch of jazz productions. Maybe get to that, that in a minute, but um, tell me about real quick before we just, while we're moving chronologically, um, any memories of, of helping produce Big Willie style? There were so many hits on that from getting jiggy with it to the man in black theme, Miami, uh, the, just the two of us, you know, remake cover, uh, man, any, any memories of being in the studio, cutting any of those? Um, you know, just running out, will running out the entire hit factory <laughs> and it might've been five studios with people in, and he was going from room to room to recording. And that was, that was, uh, that was great because it was some amazing producers that were in these rooms. Um, and, you know, we were on a speed dial to try to get this, get the album done. So just going from room to room and the people that stopped by, um, it was, that, that was a lot of fun. That was, you know, I think that was the first moment that you felt a little bit more in creative control. Yeah. Um, you know, on that level that, you know, Will rented out the studio. This wasn't a record company. He rented, all of these right. studios and got all of these producers, you know, and that was, that was great. That was, that was fun. Right. Absolutely. And that's the, around that time. And then the turn of the, the willennium and all that it's, it's things are really popping off. Um, and uh, was there a moment ever where you're sitting in the movie theater, eating your popcorn and you're looking up and you're, and you're like, how the heck is that the nope. guy that nope. I grew, <laughs> I grew nope. up with? Not at all. Like that was the plan from day one. Yeah. Like that was like, you know, that was the plan. You know, I, you know, he wants to be a movie star and I want to do music for movies. Like we, you know, so you none of this, the whole thing. And then yeah, you none of this was a surprise, you know, is right. it, you know, people didn't understand that, um, you know, it was a means to the end, you know, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't meant for us to be a group forever. We, we had already thought past that. Right. Absolutely. I, I, and I've always, you know, in, in every video he's given and, and you yourself always talked about, you know, envisioning it and then making it happen. And, and it's one of the greatest, you know, Hollywood success stories uh, probably ever. And um, I'm sure my listeners are like, why are, why are you avoiding the elephant in the room? But <laughs> I got to add, I mean, 
definitely not, not any no gotcha question, anything like that. I want to be respectful. But what did you, what's your reaction to this whole Oscar slap thing? You know, it banned for 10 years from the Oscars. It's got to, it's got that got to be hard for you to watch. But at the same time, you know, you don't want his whole life to be defined by that you know, on a bad night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what, what's your reaction? Um, a, a lapse in judgment. Yeah. It, it is as simple as that. Um, it's just different when the lapse in judgment comes from one of the most recognizable figures on the planet. But that is probably nothing more than 99.9% of us had done at some point in time in our life. Right. It just so happened that he did it on national television at the Oscars. So, you know, people, people aren't defined by their lapses in judgment. Cause if it was, I don't think any of us would have the right to say anything. So it's just, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, more than anything, you know, I know Will and I know his character and, you know, he was very remorseful, you know, and, and, and I've stated before, I've seen this man avoid bad lapses in judgment more than anybody I know when he could have, you know, it's, it just so happened that this was the one. Right. So. Well, I appreciate you being so, you know, candid and, and down to earth talking about it. Yeah. I mean, and the reason I mean, because like you, the rest of it, we love we love Will. We loved, you know, we loved all of his stuff. And uh, it was like the last person you'd think it would happen. So, yeah, I mean, we're I mean, I, I just yeah. I, yeah. I guess our heart goes out and we hope that everything, you know, gets back yep. together. Um, did, so so he reached. Did you reach out afterwards? And I don't want to go too far down on a tangent, yeah, but, you know, I I'm mean, sure you've I'm, talked I'm, and say I'm, I'm praying for you or whatever. Like, you know. you know, this is this is one of my closest friends yeah you know sure. and make sure he's okay and he's okay yeah well that's good that's good well thanks for thanks for talking about it there uh let's we'll, we'll bring it back to to the celebraz and rose and I, I i appreciate you taking through the whole life journey i mean it's all mm-hmm. part it's all part of your story but yeah. um <laughs> remind remind our listeners what what you've been up to lately with the touch of jazz productions like uh there's some big names you've you've produced i know raheem devon and jill scott and music mm-hmm. soul child um how, how rewarding is that to, to be able to cultivate other artists um it's great it's great because it doesn't pigeonhole you into one thing um you know i've been able to pretty much make the music that I want to make, whether I'm the artist or not. Um, so this is this this is great. You know, I, it's, it's very weird having a goal and achieving the goal. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, when people ask, what do you plan on being in the next 10 years? I'm kind of like right where I'm at. Like, I'm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if I found you, you know, if I found Utopia, why leave? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. The grass isn't always greener. If you're already in oh, Utopia, man. stay there and make it make it fruitful. Yes. Uh, well, very cool. Well, I've always wanted to know, and we didn't ask you this last time you were here, but you're like an icon of, of hip hop. And it and it's gone. It's you've basically watched it go from its infancy to now. It's a global juggernaut. I mean, it, I mean, it's like the the arguably the biggest genre of music in the world. Um, do you take a certain pride that you know you were able to sort of uh, spark that? Um, um, of course, you're happy to have some kind of a input in, in in it, but I don't think I look at it like that. Like I was a, you know, I feel like I was a part of a really, really dope club. Right, right. Like I was a part of one of the best clubs, you know, in the world um, of watching the birth of something you know, 
to to watch it from its infant stage to this becoming your music you know this that that was our music you know as we grew up I, you know what we were listening to was pretty much our parents music and then all of a sudden hip-hop comes and we grab it because it's ours we still got our parents but now this is ours but to watch that that now people's grandkids have it <laughs> yeah you know what i love is we still got ours though right but it's you know to watch that i'm i'm just happy that it's still going on you're you are now the parent that doesn't understand you know what i mean there's or some in some cases grandparents that you know and that and they have grandkids yeah exactly that's it's a little it's a little trippy but it it, (laughs) it goes on and on (laughs) uh do you you've been generous with your time before we run do you i whenever i have interviews i always love to do you do you have like a um like a a mount rushmore of of uh you know of hip-hop people in your life like uh you know what I mean? It's so hard. It's hard. Like that's when people I, ask me, like, "What's my favorite movie?" I'm like, "I can't tell you that. Yeah, Give me a genre." You know what? That's that is you. You just gave the perfect answer. You can't <laughs> because there's so many different categories of movies. Yeah. And so many different styles. You're not trying to put, you know, uh, uh, E.T. next to Save It Private Ryan. Yeah. You know, those are two different genres of music movies. So it's both Spielberg. Me, that's about all they have in common. Yeah, it's the same thing to me with music, like. You know, I can't, my brain shuts off whenever I'm asked that question yeah. because yeah. I love so much, you know, I, I love so much. But I, one, one thing that I will say, and I think has been very beneficial is I hold on to the music I love and let go of the music that I don't. I don't, yeah. like, I don't talk bad about it. If it's not for me, I slide it to the side to make room. And I think sometimes people that talk about Oh, I don't like this on the radio. I don't like this on the radio. To me, I think you're taking up more of the space that you should be putting the songs that you do like in those spaces instead of talking about what you don't. Right. Promoting you. You could be promoting your favorites with that time. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. wait, real quick. What are those? What's on on the shelf behind you then? What? How many out? What do you have oh, a sample? And what all I, albums? That, listen, is that vinyls? I, I have vinyl all <laughs> around the room. I love you only it. get a chance to see that. But I have vinyl all around the room. I'm never giving up my vinyl. Nor should you, because you never you know that that tangible media, man. I know yeah, <laughs> people might go. they might call it outdated, but what my wife and I still drive around and listen to CDs in the car. I don't care. <laughs> I'm with you. That's right. You got to touch the music. You can make your own mixtapes with it. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? It's different. And, you know, streaming's good and all, but it's a different it's a different world. But, yeah. hey, we really, really appreciate you joining us. Uh, bring it full circle. Tell our listeners why. Direct, so you forget, pretend I'm not even here. Speak directly through Listen, t- to them. Come on out. Celebrez and Rose is an amazing event that you definitely need to come to. Tickets are selling super fast. Make sure you secure your spot. And you can get tickets at celebrezandrose.com. That's Celebrez with a Z, rose.com. I love it. And it's going to be down at National Harbor, uh, just outside the nation's capital on June 11th. So get your tickets now. Hey, DJ Jazzy Jeff, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure talking with you. And I really, really appreciate it. Yes, man. I appreciate it once again. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.